This is M.I.P. With Masamela Mafuma. Mark Thompson. Get woke. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. As, of course, we've all been following the indictment of Donald Trump in Georgia, Matt Gertz of Media Matters has a piece, his latest Trump's Georgia indictment shows the perilous power of the right-wing fever swamp. And let's just share a couple of examples with everybody. Here's Newt Gingrich. I think what you're seeing tonight is one tree in a forest. And I think we are drifting towards the greatest constitutional crisis since the 1850s uh, and the rise of secession and the Civil War. There's New Gingrich. Here's Mark Levin. About Georgia and all the rest of it. Every one of these damn phony indictments where they dust off these old laws or they take what is normal actions in the course of an election where you're lobbying state legislatures, where you're claiming elections are wrong, whether they're wrong or not, whether you're raising legitimate things or not, This is an attack on the people. Every indictment is an attack on our freedom, our ability to vote. The Democrats don't care about voting. They care about winning at all costs. The Democrat Party wants to be the monopoly party in this country. It is. Mark Levin, and then lastly, take a listen to Charlie Kirk. Just so that we're clear and that we're not totally living in a different alternate universe, you're still allowed to watch cable television that the government doesn't like not according to Fannie Willis. And what bothers me the most about some, not, I mean, not Alan Dershowitz, who I think has been great, but some of these legal quacks on television, oh yeah, he's so esteemed, is they're taking this thug seriously. Oh, well, Fannie Willis uh, has put together, don't reject the premise. She's indicting watching cable television. Charlie Kirk calling Fannie, not Fanny, Fanny Willis, a thug. Once again, here with us, senior fellow at Media Matters, Matt Gertz. Yeah, they've they're getting more unhinged, aren't they, Matt? First of all, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm I'm okay in in spite of it all. <laughs> it's crazy, but but they're you know they're using this to make things even murkier, aren't they? Absolutely. I mean. You know, when you think about uh, the right-wing media in general, the way you uh, win fans, the way you make money uh, is by keeping the audience in a state of constant hysteria, keeping them on the, you know, terrified of what the liberals are going to do to them, 
uh, and convinced that the only way that they can really know what's happening and, and what they have to fear is by continuing to listen uh, to people like this. Uh, and so what we've seen over the past several months as all of these indictments have come down, uh, you've seen a uh, against Donald Trump, you've seen a real uh, escalation where every time there's a new indictment, a new set of alleged crimes that the former president had committed, uh, they need to find a, a new level to get to, uh, a, a new um, degree of fear to try to instill in their uh, viewers and in, in their listeners. Uh, and so we're really, I mean, I, I don't want to say we're maxing out, but we're, we're reaching a, a very, uh, a very uh, difficult tenor right now, I think, where uh, they're basically talking about civil war, about the possibility of the government coming to your home to get you uh, and so on and so forth, um, and, and just you know, trying to do everything they can to keep uh, that uh, Republican base from fracturing and and from abandoning Donald Trump. Now, Charlie Kirk obviously feels as if Fannie Willis is attacking uh, right wing cable television. Um, the the subtitle to your piece, folks, it's at MediaMatters.org. Trump's Georgia indictment shows the perilous power of the right-wing fever swamp. The subtitle is, Why Watching Cable TV uh, and Tweeting Can Now Get You Indicted. So on the one hand, the Charlie Kirks and the Hannity's will say, oh, you're being persecuted for watching our shows. But it also seems to be true, isn't it? If, if I'm reading this right from you, there's this codependency on Trump and the right-wing cable shows that gave him cover to, to make up all these lies about everything being st stolen, that further enabled probably the conspirators. I mean, it's kind of a interdependent uh, relationship. So if you watch enough cable, then, and do the things cable it suggests you do or, or allows you to be incited by cable, you might get indicted. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the point that Charlie Kirk is trying to make is that uh, he claims that the Georgia indictment actually literally uh, criminalized watching television and tweeting. And that is uh, absurd. Uh, and it's basically because he's either very stupid or very dishonest. Uh, what hap what, what's going on in this Georgia indictment is it, it's a racketeering indictment that is the crime that uh, Trump has been charged with. And in a racketeering indictment, uh, as many, many legal experts pointed out after uh, idiot conservatives started saying this, uh, you list all of the acts that various participants in the racket made. Uh, that doesn't mean that all of those individual things are crimes. They're evidence of the participation in the racket, not of uh, not specifically crimes in and of themselves. Now, separately from that, uh, we have a rather unique scenario here in which uh, the then president of the United States was spending hours of his time each day uh, watching cable news uh, and tweeting about it. This is not usually what uh, presidents do. They they usually, you know, have advisors who are uh, deeply uh, versed in foreign policy and economic policy. Uh, but Donald Trump just wanted to watch cable news and get his information that way. Uh, and so, you know, what we saw in November and December of 2020 
uh, is all of these cable news channels, Fox News, uh, One America News, and Newsmax, telling him exactly what he wanted to hear, which is that there was a massive fraud committed during the 2020 election. And that wasn't true at all, uh, but he wanted to hear it. He, be he believed it or pretended to believe it, however you want to cut it. Um, and he embarked upon a uh, major uh, scheme, a conspiracy to overturn uh, the government, to overturn democracy, and to keep himself in office, uh, you know, after losing the election. Uh, we have a lot of, we now have both a federal and a state uh, prosecution uh, that will determine whether or not those acts uh, were, will, uh, are, were crimes, uh, but they definitely happened. They were what he did. And he did it in part because uh, the people that he was watching on his television were cheering him on. I guess, though, I want to go ask two questions. But the first question I want to ask is, in this particular instance, yes, they were cheering him, him on. It was, I guess he was enabling them and, and they were enabling him to some extent. But which, which one, the, the networks, particularly Fox, OAN and what have you, the networks, between the networks and Trump, which one in this instance, in the, in the denying, in the accusation of rigging, which of the two entities, the right-wing media or Trump, which one is Dr. Frankenstein and which one is the monster? Yeah, Trump led the way on this one. I mean, he immediately after uh, the election on, you know, the, the early hours after election night, went on television and said that he won uh, and that the uh, election had been rigged. Right. And that's why it looked like he was losing. Um, and, you know, from there, you saw all of these different actors run with it uh, and give him ammunition uh, to uh, further uh, those false claims, cook up the conspiracy theories, so to speak, uh, that he ended up, uh, you know, basing uh, his uh, bonkers overturning the election scheme on. Uh, so he led the way and th then they gave him, uh, you know, all of the help that they could uh, and, and really sort of locked his idea uh, in place uh, for uh, the rest of the Republican base. Now, but you, you also acknowledge in your piece, and, and we all know this well from the Dominion case, the Dominion suit, some of the stuff that these people were saying on television, they didn't even believe themselves. Right. Yeah, that that that's a a uh, major factor. I, I think when we're talking about the corruption of Fox News, is that right. what we learned from this defamation case uh, that Dominion uh, voting systems, uh, an election technology company, levied against Fox uh, was that uh, Fox hosts and Fox executives thought that Joe Biden had won the election, that there hadn't been uh, substantial voter fraud that could swing the results. Uh, but what happened immediately after the election was um, Fox uh, ended up calling the state of Arizona fairly early in the process. There was a big backlash on the right to Fox doing that, including Donald Trump uh, telling his supporters that they should be watching OAN or Newsmax, uh, Fox's competitors instead. Uh, and Fox, uh, at that point, the executives and hosts who knew that uh, all of this election fraud stuff was nonsense, decided that they had to get on board with it anyway, because otherwise the network would lose its audience. Uh, and so rather than trying to convince uh, it, their audience of, of reality, of, of telling, of leveling with them and telling them the truth about what was going on, 
they uh, instead played into all of these Trumpian fantasies about election fraud. Yeah, yeah. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. So I guess the question, though, is settle with Dominion. We know the magnitude of that. Um, it, it, it even ends up costing Tucker his job. Why renew it? I mean, why why would they is, is this is also an audience thing? And it's, I guess it's when we get into the business, we know they always try to run anyway. They try to do that. But is this about viewers and audience? Is this about competition with OAN? Why not just leave it alone at this point? Why have why has Fox not learned? Yeah, the incentive structure is exactly the same as it was okay. uh, back in uh, late 2020. And so what we see is. Anytime anyone at Fox moves even the slightest bit away from being purely pro-Trump, uh, Trump uh, makes a big show of condemning the network for not being supportive enough. Uh, and Fox needs to be worried about uh, keeping its viewers from leaving for other outlets. Uh, and so uh, they respond to that negative attention uh, by trying to become more and more pro-Trump. That's how you end up with Jesse Waters and, and Greg Gutfeld joining uh, Sean Hannity in primetime now. Uh, those are uh, very, very pro-Trump people who uh, Fox knows will not uh, insult uh, Trump's audience in any way. And that, that's why they're in those positions. Uh, and so, you know, this, I, I think, you know, for the purposes of electoral politics, I, I think it means that we'll see Fox continue to be incredibly supportive of Donald Trump from the purpose of legal liability. Uh, I think this uh, is actually quite bad for Fox because it's very unclear that they'll be able to avoid doing the exact same thing that just cost them $787 million in settlement. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is literally, you know, I mean, if me, I'm like, well, maybe I need to come up with another way to make some money here, <laughs> you know? Uh, I mean, it's not like there isn't such a thing as Fox Sports. We're not doing Fox News Channel anymore. We're just going to have a 24-hour sports channel or something because that's crazy. I mean, you, that's a lot of money they paid out. And yep, and, and you know, it was, it was a big hit for them. It was a huge blow to their profits. Um, but the, the actual business model requires them to be irresponsible and hope that they can get away with it uh, and somehow skate by. Uh, the Dominion case, uh, they did. They didn't, um, and so you know we'll see uh, whether we see more of those going forward. But, but I, I think the incentives suggest that they will. But now, women, since you said that, I don't want to go too too deep on this. But since you said the business model, I mean, they still don't have any real advertisers anymore, right? Yeah. So the the. The advertising uh, is a problem for them, especially in prime time. They are doing much worse than they were on that regard um, uh, than they were, you know, before uh, Media Matters and other organizations right. got advertisers to drop off. 
Uh, at the same time, Fox makes most of its money not from advertisers, but from cable carriers. Uh, they basically require uh, cable networks to pay uh, $2 a head uh, for uh, being the, the privilege of uh, sending Fox News out to your cable box. Uh, and they're tr always trying to get more and more out of that. They're the second most expensive uh, cable channel after ESPN in that regard. Uh, and so you know, the big push that, that we've been making is trying to get uh, the public to tell their cable carriers uh, not to make them pay a, a, a huge Fox fee, not to uh, agree to give Fox News a ton of money and then pass, the pass that cost uh, on to the consumer at home who doesn't want Fox News in the first place. So that's what I thought. So I'm still trying to understand the business model because if you're making most of your revenue from those fees, those service or subscriber fees, okay, whatever you put on the air tomorrow, that doesn't affect those fees, right? But it, I mean, so it doesn't affect the fees, that's correct. So the issue here, though, is because Fox's viewers are so fervent and because its audience is, is larger than other cable networks, they can go to the cable carriers and say, you need to give us more money or, you know, we, we have all of these viewers who will uh, you know, go nuts over it if, if you uh, refuse this. Um, and so that creates a sort of uh, bargaining problem uh, for the cable carrier sides. And, you know, we... Uh, at Media Matters, have spun up this campaign, nofoxfee.com, right. to right. be a, a counterbalance to that so that the cable carriers can come back and say, look, we also have all of these other people who are very angry about the prospect of, of spending even more money uh, for your racist uh, propaganda network. Uh, and so, you know, that's, I think, the situation we're in right now. So between Fox and all of their viewers and that being used as leverage, to keep the fees up with all of those people involved in that, uh, th that's not Fox and his viewers wouldn't comprise a RICO conspiracy. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking through this, y'all. That's wild, though. That's really wild, y'all. That's that's. It. But anyway, um, but so I guess then what Fox is prepared to do if they stay on this track. And they obviously will. I mean, they, there's, they're never going to, are they, provide an opportunity for any other Republican in the presidential primary to really get any traction. We just did a, a big study on this, actually. Uh, we looked at, uh, in the months of June and July, we looked at all of the interviews and all the uh, live uh, event airtime that Fox and OAN uh, and Newsmax had given uh, to all of the different Republican candidates. Right. Uh, and what we found was that uh, Fox is giving more of that uh, candidate airtime to Donald Trump than any other candidate. Uh, but they are, uh, you know, bringing on and sometimes airing events from a bunch of other candidates as well. Uh, Newsmax and OAN, on the other hand, overwhelmingly. Uh, are providing that airtime to Donald Trump um, on, on a much larger scale uh, than Fox has. Um, and, and so that's, I, I think, the tricky position for Fox, as, as we've been talking about this business model, is they're being pro-Trump, but there are these other networks competing with them that are being even more so. And uh, what that does is it, it, it um, 
you know, sort of incentivizes them to move more and more Trumpy uh, because otherwise uh, they're going to get attacked by Trump for not being supportive enough. Because they'll say, look at what OAN and Newsmax are doing. Why aren't you doing that? Um, so that's, that's the, 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 the tricky situation that they're in right now. Is Fox really losing viewers to OAN and Newsmax? How are they doing in terms of viewership and what and and ad, OAN and Newsmax getting ad revenue that Fox isn't getting? Not as such. I mean, I think Newsmax saw a bit of a bump, in, especially right after uh, Tucker Carlson uh, left Fox, um, and Fox saw a big ratings decline. They've made some of that back, um, you know, over the last few weeks as time has passed, and they rolled out their new uh, evening lineup, but still well under what they were doing, uh, you know, in, in years past. I mean, Tucker Carlson times was getting 4 million viewers uh, and other shows were, were doing, you know, comparably 3 million and above. Now, if, if these shows get 2 million on, on that's a good night. Um, that's still better than MSNBC or CNN uh, do, but the gap there is closing as well. So I, I think we have seen uh, some drop off um, I, I'm not quite sure exactly where it's gone. I don't think it's going to other cable news networks. I think it's going to other right-wing media outlets, um, you know, like the Daily Wire and, and you know, streamers um, or people who are just consuming less news altogether and, are, you know, tuned into Netflix or what have you. Meanwhile, uh, I want to, I'll come back to that, but I want everyone to hear one more clip we have from Sean Hannity. Take a listen to this, folks. Which is... I don't believe any Republican can get a fair trial in Georgia, a Fulton County with predominantly Democrat, or New York City, 12% voted for Trump, D.C., another venue, horrible for him. Um, so I think Professor Dershowitz is right, saying, yeah, we're likely going to see convictions, and then the, the trick is going to be to overturn it. Here's the problem. The trials are likely to take place next year in an election year. The appeals will take place post that election. So that won't be in the voters' minds. And that raises the whole issue of whether or not, you know, this is fair to this country and to Donald Trump and to everybody if you have the election but don't have an opportunity to have the appeal. So, and he, he also, you know, talked about, you know, the need to try to figure out a way to overturn it. Um, the trick is going to be to win the election and then try to overturn whatever's decided here. So is is Hannity auditioning to return? Is his role as de facto chief of staff, or has that really ever changed? Oh, I mean, I, I think he's certainly still in communication with Trump and, and giving him as much political advice as he can. Right. Uh, and yeah, if Donald Trump uh, is uh, back in the White House, I, I, Sean Hannity is going to see his uh, influence uh, increase again. He'll effectively be chief of staff just as like he was. Uh, and once again, we'll have a, a president in the White House watching Fox News for clues about what to do uh, in U.S. domestic and foreign policy, which is not, not an ideal situation. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Nothing seems to have changed with regards to the way right-wing media is covering this. Media Matters, as always, is all over it. Check them out, mediamatters.org. Always good to have senior fellow, our senior fellow at Media Matters, Matt Gertz with us. 
Thank you, Matt. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm, I forgot about that. So when is the when is the debate next week? It's Wednesday, Wednesday night. And thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.